So you're a dentist, eh? You're in the right place. This is the Canadian Dentist Podcast with Dr. Carlo Biasucci, where you'll get a truly Canadian approach to building a low-stress, highly profitable practice and live life on your terms. Learn more at TheElitePractice.com. You need to take the time to select people with the propensity to be excellent, and I will show you how to do this shortly. If you just fill seats, then you're going to have to work your ass off later to overcome hiring the wrong person with a lot of training. And by the way, you'll never get there. Most of you have had this experience by now. You hire the first person you, you find because you're in a jam, and you train and train and train, and you just can't fix it. It's like, you know, putting lipstick on a pig, right? It's a little pig. And not, I mean, I'm being really blunt here, but I'm just trying to make the point. It doesn't matter what you do. If you have a person who just can't do the job, they're never going to do the job. It doesn't matter how much you try to drill into their head. And you've had this experience. I know you have. I'm going to show you shortly why that is. So sometimes, even with the right tools and training, certain people are just not going to fit with your culture. And if you let them stay, they will poison the culture. They will cost you in many, many ways. Okay, you've seen this. You let that person stick around too long and they're going to take down one, two, three, four other people and even maybe your whole team if they stay long enough. So, okay, we have an entire hiring process that we teach. I'm not going to get into that, but I'm going to give you just a couple of pieces of it today. First, you hire for attitude, not because you like the person at the interview, not because you know they, they have a great resume. You hire for attitude. You're just looking for attitude. Do they have people skills? Then you will train for skill, for the actual technical skill. Talk about your culture during the hiring process, okay? People need to know what your culture is, what your expectations are, what you stand for, what your reason why is, because people who resonate with that are going to be the ones who can exhibit your desired behaviors. Treat people that you're hiring, potential hires, like your best patients, so they know what to expect, right? If you pride yourself on delivering an amazing patient experience and you deliver a shitty experience, in your hiring process, then that sets the tone, right? Just like we say, and you've heard this a thousand times, right? The, the new patient uh, experience starts at the first contact that they have with you, the first exposure a person has with your business. Well, it's the same thing with someone you're trying to hire. If you hire a person who has an amazing experience being hired by your office, they're going to come in with a different expectation, right? So if you really emphasize your culture during the selection process, people will self-select. Behaviors always trump skills and experience. I don't care if someone has experience. I've never run an ad and I've hired over 200 people in my career. I have never run an ad looking for someone with experience in Dentrix. I mean, it'd be real nice, but I don't care. Okay, not relevant. I don't care what experience they have. I care, do these people know how to wow? Do they have the propensity to be excellent? Forget metrics. It's better to run a little heavier, a little fatter on your... Um, staff percentage of overhead than to be under the gun when you're trying to hire because that's going to destroy your culture faster than anything. We, I would always run about 26% as a staff percentage of revenue because I'd rather have an extra person on the team that maybe I didn't need, need, like I could have done without them. But then when, it, when something happens, like inevitably, if you have a team that's, you know, we had 40 staff members, 40 team members, someone's always going on mat leave. It's nice to be able to pull someone who's already familiar with your systems into that position, 
even if we just they're temporarily in that position, but it buys you time with an excellent person rather than the first one we can find to fill the hole, okay? Or not having anywhere one there and then having suffering patient experience issues. So, and then again, when you have rapid growth of a practice, you have to be really careful that you don't dilute your culture too much, okay? And I've seen this because I've, this has happened to me. When, I, when you triple a practice in three years, you're hiring a lot of people. If you don't take the time to be really careful in your selection process, and I got this wrong the first time, I'll be perfectly honest, but the second time we, we had a, a rapid growth, a rapid expansion of our team, we knew this going in. We took the time to hire the right people. And that was a game changer in terms of how quickly we were able to grow the whole business. So, it's a real problem to have a shortage of licensed staff. Yes, of course. We all need more hygienists than we can find. We all need more certified dental assistants than we can find. So, with these positions, I say you find the best you can and you train like hell. Because there's just no other way around it. I mean, if you live in a town like I do, where there's only one or two hygienists moving here every year, and everyone's fighting over them, you kind of just got to deal with it, okay? And a lot of markets are like that right now. Find the best you can and train like hell. Don't just, you know, hire someone and, and here's your room, go, okay? You have to have a process. Again, hire for attitude, train for skill. Indeed is a great place to, play, to post job ads. Uh, and you're, but make sure that your job ad doesn't read like everyone else's, okay? Uh, experienced dental ass uh, assistant requ requested. No, no, like, seriously. Just make sure that you're getting people who are interested in working in your office, okay? It, it should be a, you know, an exciting job post to read. The most successful employees did not check all the boxes on the day we hired them, okay? But they did have a winning attitude. My best people did not meet every expectation that I would have liked them to have. Like they weren't experienced, they didn't know Dentrix, they didn't know Jack about some of the things that we did, but I never asked for those things in the job ad because I knew I wasn't gonna find them. And if I did, I would find a person with a shitty attitude, typically. Excuse my language, but that's the truth, okay? Typically, if I'm taking someone from another office, I'm usually taking their bad habits with them. So I was, a, I was always, and I still am a big fan of taking the best people I can find in my market, even if they are from outside of dentistry, which most of them are, and then teaching them what they need. But the key is, is you must have a system or it will weigh you down. So you don't find superstars, you make them. Bottom line. Rockstar team formula, here it is. Excellent systems, and then the best people you can find. That's what makes a rockstar team. You don't go out and find rock stars. That's not possible. You just need to have an excellent system, okay? And then you hire the best people you can find based on attitude and capability and propensity to be excellent, and you make an amazing team out of it. You have to take all applicants and screen them. Here's the key part now. Resumes are just BS, okay? They are only PR'd versions of the reality about that person, okay? If I'm going to sit there and write a resume about myself. Am I going to do it? Am I going to embellish a little? Am I going to make myself look good? Or am I, am I going to make myself look bad? Okay. Obviously it's biased. So you can't rely on the resume. This is the key. One score. One score is the assessment that we use for every hire, every single one. One score will give you a ranking of all of the people who applied for a position. You can choose the top three results and interview only those. 
Resumes get only a quick glance, literally like a skim. If you need, only if you need specific certifications, like I gotta make sure this person has a dental hygiene degree. Then I'll look at the resume just to confirm that. But otherwise we don't even read the resumes, okay? I don't call references, I don't care. I care about the one score. So what's the one score? One score is by Wonderlic. You've heard of Wonderlic, I'm sure. Uh, personality assessment. So one score measures cognitive ability, motivation, and personality. Here's how it puts together a very clean report. It just tells you this person has a cognitive ability of whatever, a motivation of whatever, and a personality of whatever, whatever the numbers are. But the key is, is if you have 40 applicants for an admin position, and I want to know who my top three are, I just rank them all in the one score. I go to my, you know, I have everyone do this. This assessment takes about 15 minutes. They do it from home. And you literally email them a link. They do it. You get the results back. And you can automatically see who your top three people are. Here's the key. If a person has a low cognitive ability, it doesn't matter how much you put in their brain. If you put it in one ear, it's going to follow the other at some point. They have a limited capacity. Dental offices are fast-moving high-paced, like a lot of data needs to be processed. There's a lot of systems to learn. There's a lot of stuff going on, okay? It's like, you know, going from a, you know, a Prius to an F1 race car, okay? You, you, you just can't throw someone in that environment and expect they're going to be successful if they don't have the processing capacity to do it, okay? So the cognitive ability has to be strong. If their overall one score is not above 62, I don't even interview them. They don't even, like, we don't even look at them. They're just out, okay? I pick the top three and we go. Here's the key about one score. A great one score does not guarantee an awesome hire because really good people just may not be a fit for your team, okay? That's possible. But a bad one score, low, always guarantees a bad hire. So the opposite is always true. So a high one score doesn't guarantee they're gonna be an awesome employee, Although if they stick and they're a culture fit, they will be. But the low score doesn't matter even if they're a culture fit, they're just not gonna be able to do the job. You're gonna bang your head off the wall saying this person is so nice, they're great, I love them, but they're stupid. Okay, you won't say that maybe, but you know, you're gonna think it because I've been training them, I've been training them, I've been training them, they don't get it. This is why. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Canadian Dentist Podcast. If you want to know how Dr. Biasucci tripled his practice in three years and cut his work week in half, request your free information kit at theelitepractice.com.